I'm Eliza Barkley, Vox's science, health, and climate editor. This April, our podcasts are teaming up to cover some of the most important issues threatening life on Earth. From sustainability to biodiversity to straight-up cool things about the natural world, we'll focus on our planet and its limits in episodes throughout the month. Tune in to Today Explained, Box Conversations, The Weeds, Unexplainable, Worldly, Future Perfect, and Vox Quick Hits. Want to listen to all the shows? Find them at vox.com slash earthmonth. You may remember at the start of the pandemic, when the world was at a standstill, the natural world seemed to be making something of a comeback. There were stories of dolphins swimming in the canals in Venice, goats taking over towns in Wales. Nature was healing. All of this reflected this notion that life under lockdown is good for the environment. People weren't driving to work. Companies weren't using energy to heat and power big office buildings. Working from home might actually save the planet. The reality, though, is a bit more complicated. And here to talk about it is Professor Liam O'Brien from Carleton University. Hey, Liam. Hi, thanks for having me. So if I were to say to you, working from home is better for the environment than working from an office, would you agree? I would say it's actually very complicated. A lot of the, the tangible things, like, like not having to buy gas for our cars to commute, those are really obvious to us. But we don't think about a lot of the sort of secondary effects, like the fact that uh, now we're heating and cooling our homes more, um, we're using office equipment at home, we're using more internet most likely. And in some cases, we're even moving further out from our work, which is going to have potentially permanent consequences. Okay, so let's take the example of working from home versus going to the office. So we assume as occupants, I think, that if we're not in our office building, then then the building isn't being heated, it's not being cooled, it's not being lit or ventilated. Mm. Um, but that tends not to be true. A lot of these systems and big buildings are scheduled. So whether there's one person in there or thousands, they're still going to be operating. So you're saying that offices are still burning a lot of energy, even if people aren't necessarily sitting at every desk. Absolutely. And this is not something we normally could have seen per se, um, but there was a study that showed that energy reductions are, are only about 20%, even with uh, full lockdowns. So, so the fact is that buildings are not that sensitive to occupancy, uh, which I think is, is a very uh, problematic situation. Okay. Another energy use associated with the old way of life was through commuting. If we're not commuting anymore, doesn't that mean we're not expending energy as much as we used to? That's a good thing, right? Absolutely. And, and again, you, you would think that, um, and, and certainly we're not forced to commute every day, five days a week um, during rush hour. But there's a lot of what we call rebound effects where we have unintended consequences. I'll, I'll just give you a few examples. So for one thing, if we do choose to move further out from, from cities, we'll tend to be in less uh, transit-friendly areas. So that means we're more reliant on cars. Mm. We might have to buy a car. If our cars are at home, then our family members are more able to drive because they're available. And the other thing is um, we often incorporate 
side trips like grocery shopping or picking up kids, et cetera, into our commute. Mm -hmm. And if we're not commuting, those suddenly become separate trips. Okay, so that's one side of the equation, which is the energy that is no longer being spent in the physical office and the energy that's no longer being spent by getting rid of the commute. Let's talk about now the new normal, the working from home. I mean, on the surface, you would think that working from home means energy costs are going up at home. Is that right? That is true. Although much like office buildings, we're not seeing big increases that we might have expected. A lot of people have thermostats on on schedules that are fixed. Their homes are being heated or cooled regardless of whether they're home. The impact of offices and houses have to some extent canceled each other out. So we're just not seeing the big um, net benefit that we might have intuitively expected. Hmm. Okay. And the final sort of piece of this puzzle is whether or not any of the tools that we're using to work from home might increase energy usage. Um, take something like Zoom or, or you know, we're using our computers more. Are we spending a lot of energy on things like that? So overall, the internet consumes something like 5 to 10% of total electricity use. But I don't believe that things like Zoom are increasing that significantly in the grand scheme, certainly not nearly as much as uh, transportation and office building energy and and housing energy. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're sort of saying uh, the big takeaway here is that this, this revolution maybe in how we work has not led to saving of the planet. What I would say is that the situation is quite a bit more nuanced. And I think with the right implementation, things like hot desking and um, not uh, having people migrate outside of cities, there is a lot of potential for work from home. The problem Mm -hmm. is the way it's been implemented. It's been very rushed. Um, People, to some extent, are panicky. Um, We see a huge housing boom um, where, where people are moving outwards. And I think they're making a lot of decisions impulsively. And my big concern is that come back to normal times, so-called normal times, people are going to be facing major commutes and they're making these decisions based on a a fairly short-term horizon, I think. Right. Um, I wonder about, you know, a hybrid work model where people or white-collar workers come in a few days a week. Um, That could theoretically be the worst of both worlds, no? Because then you have a longer commute, but you also have more and more energy use. I completely agree with that. And so if we want to have a positive impact, we need to do things like manage space better so that instead of each person having a dedicated uh, office or, or workspace, they're sharing spaces. So I think under the right conditions, and if it's managed properly, there could be a real benefit. Another potential benefit is the reduced traffic. So if, if we don't have everyone trying to get into the city at the same time and leaving at the same time, that might reduce traffic. On the other hand, that could induce more traffic because now people are, are less um, turned away from the displeasure of driving during rush hour. Um, So again, it's very nuanced and and complex. So looking ahead, I think we need policies, but we also need market-driven solutions. Um, We need to think about more of a sharing economy where we don't have individual offices and vehicles, et cetera, for every single person, because it's really the peaks that drive the situation and the infrastructure and the resource use. Um, Just to give an example, I've heard that there's about 10 parking spots for every American. Um, And that's, of course, completely ridiculous. And so if we have shared office space, 
um, vehicle sharing, more public transportation, active transportation, and so on. I think that teleworking and work from home in general uh, can be a much more sustainable solution. But our current approach, which is fairly ad hoc and, and quite rushed, is not a solution to sustainability. Professor O'Brien, thanks so much for, for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> 